Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. In this week's podcast, we catch up with global YouTube star Gloria Shuri Henry. Gloria is a Mexican-Filipino-American vlogger from California. With a cumulative 600k followers across her social channels from across the globe, Gloria kickstarted her career as a YouTube comedian, and so successful was she at that she appeared on the George Lopez show in character with the Sandra Bullock. You need to see the video on YouTube, I'll make sure I post it below this podcast, but it is sensational. Fast forward to 2019 and Gloria has moved to Glasgow from California and her online content now focuses more on her experience with body positivity, fat shaming and why she believes size inclusivity is super important. Gloria's overall aim with her channel is to use it in a way that shows women who have felt different because of the way they look, that they have every right to love themselves as they are today. During our chat, we will cover everything from Gloria's amazing career, social media tips, brand tips, and also the importance of body positivity in the society we live. Have a listen. So hello, Gloria. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the GGC podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, God, any time, because we've recently connected, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, when you got in touch. (laughs) We had a wee bit of like a... A miscommunication because I thought you were still in California. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was my fault because I should have said that I was living in Scotland, but I just kind of figured that somehow everyone just knows that I'm here. Not, not at all, not at all. But I'm so glad that you reached out because we've I've got a new friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice making new friends, especially nice. those who basically do what you do. Exactly. Oh, mm. exactly. There's so much in common. So let's hear all about you, Gloria, because you've got an amazing story to tell. So if we could go kind of right back to the beginning almost. Yeah, like, sure. That'd be brilliant. I don't even know where the beginning is, to be honest, but <laughs> I'll start with high school. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so YouTube actually started my senior year in high school, so about 2006. Oops. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, my friends and I were making videos just for fun, okay. and I wanted to show one of my friends who lived in the Los Angeles area at the time. Um, I grew up in San Jose, so it's about, for those of you in the UK, that's about an hour's plane ride or six-hour road trip. Fun! Okay, amazing. <laughs> and he never got to see our videos because obviously he lived far, so we ended up uploading to YouTube just for him to see. And then one day, another video my friend and I made I thought it would be really funny if there were subtitles on this okay um and I uh, it's basically us doing by the way we grew up in a very working class neighborhood no one ever wanted to go there because it had such a bad reputation okay so it was based on my upbringing and I'm half Mexican half Filipino but 23 and me will tell you otherwise (laughs) (laughs) but I grew up um Obviously knowing that I'm half Mexican, half Filipino. Yeah. So it was based on my Mexican upbringing. Okay. Um, so we're doing like cholo accents. Google it. If you don't know what it is, it'll take <laughs> me too long to explain. Um, and I put subtitles on it. And obviously this was years ago. So this is acceptable comedy at the time. Okay. Um, and we, and within three days, the video got a thousand views. And I was like, wow. a thousand views. And I, yeah. had, I had never posted for whatever it it was I was just amazing I was amazed and 
it kind of snowballed from there. And I started doing parody makeup tutorials. And one of my, my Chola one went viral one day. Okay. And then that kind of snowballed my whole career in 2009. So it's been almost 10 years um, that I've been doing this as work, but it'll be 10 years as of 2020 that I've been doing it full time. Anyway, so. Which is such an achievement (laughs) as well. Like, such an achievement. And so much has changed over the years as well because, I mean, YouTube itself is a highly saturated platform yeah and it's it's just weird i I don't even know how to explain the changes it's just weird and it's difficult to keep up with but you do it and i've been very fortunate to be able to have had all the stuff happen yeah with my career for example after my videos went viral i was on a tv show called lopez tonight um giving sandra bullock sandra bullock a chola makeover which is weird like that is like massive like sandra bullock is like global mm-hmm. superstar mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're on this tv show yeah. giving her a makeover yeah. like how did you feel a getting the call to ask you to go on and then b actually before you went on <laughs> oh my gosh okay oh this that's actually a very good question because um well i they had called my work they had called my grandma's phone i they really wanted me to be on the show okay and i had no idea and i i knew that George Lopez, who's a comedian, um, was having a new late night show. Okay. But I didn't really think anything of it. Yeah. Um, they finally got a hold of me. I was like, yeah, that's exciting. Yay. That'd be so much fun. Um, I went on the show. Oh my gosh. No, wait. Backtrack. Um, so when I found out for the first time was going to be on the show, which wasn't with Sandra Bullock. It was just kind of introducing my character. Right. Um, <laughs> I'd come home from a wedding and I was very drunk and I opened my emails <laughs> and it said that I was going to be picked up in a limousine, that we're going to put me in the Sheraton on like near Hollywood Boulevard. And I was, I burst into tears and I was just crying and I was like, oh my gosh, why me? I remember saying, why me? That's a massive moment. It's huge. Like who gets picked up in a limousine to be on TV? Like it's just, it was so, it was so, I don't know, surreal for me. And then when I got when I got picked up, it was just amazing. So, and then I did the show. And then the second time they were like, well, we're going to do this one and it's going to be with Sandra Bullock. And I was like, what? I remember like trying to hold in a scream scream because I was in public. (laughs) And one of the producers from the show told me about it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember trying to hold in a giant scream. Right, okay. And, well, I I don't know. I kind of (laughs) managed. And... When I arrived on the show, we hadn't met. Like, she, they didn't, purposely didn't let us meet. Right, okay. But I had written all the things I was going to say about her. And my character was not a nice character. She's, okay. she's a girl from, like, the hood, basically. So you were in a comedy character? Yes. Like, right, okay. So you weren't going to so, it was, like, a sketch yeah. almost, right, okay. So the first time, I mean, you hear how I talk now. Yeah. Imagine me with, like... I'll, I think I've shown you the picture. My yes. chola makeup on. Still acting the way I am now. I remember the producers backstage were like, okay, remember, get into character. Get into character. I was like, all right. Like, just being me. <laughs> and they were. I think they were worried, maybe, that I was going to somehow... I mean, this was taped live. Right. So I, I think they might have been worried that I would somehow... I don't know, break character. But as soon as they announced my character's name, I just burst through the doors 
and I just was on the entire time. And it was so cool because they also had fans in the audience. Oh, that's so And I didn't, I didn't know that people had watched my videos, like, to that point, and they would be in the audience. So it was really, really cool. Um, the first time I met Sandra Bullock, I basically told her how ugly I thought she was and how she needed a makeover. And it was just amazing because I, like, I, I don't know. When I'm doing comedy characters and that sort of thing, I get very... In the zone. I'm in the zone, yeah. and you can't break me. And I, like held her hand and not even thinking about the fact that I grab her hand to take her backstage and I'm holding Sandra Bullock's freaking hand. <laughs> By the way, this is before she won the Oscar. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a really amazing experience. Just, she's just so nice and she looks so beautiful exactly the way she does in, on TV or movies, not TV. I don't think she's ever done TV shows. But anyway, that's besides the point. But that is like incredible. So that was live, mm-hmm. like that. And and how did you feel like the moment before you walked out? Like, are were you just able to get into character? Yeah. So no nerves. No nerves. Oh, I love that. It's just weird because I know it's. I think it's because when you know something so well, I grew up, you know, obviously living in a working class area and. My like <laughs> uncle's going out of prison. It's just it was just a thing. Okay. So. I knew my character. I knew my character came from. I knew exactly what I would be doing. Okay. And obviously, this is years and years and years of build up. And yeah. I just was in the zone, and that was it. Wow. So, I mean, that's <laughs> an absolute standout moment. What other things? Obviously, like, I mean, do you even get... I don't know. Can anyone get bigger than that? Because that is, like, a massive <laughs> moment. But what other things has your career brought you? Because you've got hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube. Mm. Like, you are, like, a superstar on it. So... <laughs> What, what what kind of other sort of crazy things have happened? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, lots of things. I don't know. So I, I I met my husband through my videos. Okay, so tell us about that because this is such a <laughs> lovely story. So after one of my videos went viral, which was the Chola makeup tutorial, um, someone he followed tweeted my video. Okay. And it happened to be one of Steven Tyler's daughters. Steven Tyler as an Aerosmith, by the you way. You are joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, amazing. And um, he just happened to see it. And then he went to my YouTube channel, and then he saw that he used to do live shows on this website called Blog TV. Okay. And it doesn't exist now, which is really sad, by the way. Bring, ba- bring back Blog TV. Yes. And... Um, he would just come into my chats and I lived in California. He lived here in Glasgow and he'd be up until four in the morning and he was in uni at this point. He would be up around that time just to see if I would be on and he would come to my shows. And I, obviously I had no like idea that this was happening. Okay. Um, <laughs> so one, ew. so one day <laughs> I was speaking about my dreams and I was like, can anyone, like decipher or figure out what my dreams mean and he was like well i am studying psychology so i can help you do that and you really can't explain dreams from like a psychological point of view apparently it's getting very sciencey and i only know this because of him okay is um that you you might know why on the surface why dreams happen but i don't know if you can dig deep sorry that's my dishwasher no i don't um and um so I was like, oh, sure, let's talk an AIM, you know, like AOL Instant Messenger. Okay. And he, obviously no one in the UK used that, because why would anyone use America Online in the UK? So he downloaded it just to chat with me. <laughs> he also made a Tumblr, which is uh, 
I don't know. It's like a weird blog thing, like Instagram, but online. I don't know. Okay. Tumblr. Tumblr. Like a blog site. And um, he made one of those and just put a bunch of Disney things. He put basically all the same interests we had onto his Tumblr, just in case I ever... Well, I don't know. This is what I suspect. In case I ever saw it, he'd be like, oh, or I'd be like, oh, we had the same things in common. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) Um, growing. I didn't see it until like a year later or something. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so then from there, we just kind of had a friendship. I had no idea that he had feelings for me. We both dated other people. And then... Like, a year and a half later, I finally realized I have feelings for him. Okay. I was waiting to hear back from uh, about an audition that I had. And I just... I remember telling my friends also around this time that I had feelings for him. Okay. They were like, we thought you guys were a thing already. And I was like, how? Like, <laughs> we live 5,000 miles apart, people. It's weird. Like, there's nothing going on there. But I finally decided to call him. And I asked, well, I asked him to call me. Okay. And um, he was expecting to hear back about uh, the show I auditioned for, which I didn't get, by the way. Um, oh, but you got something <laughs> so much better. I know, I know, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> but I finally yell at him, basically, like, I have feelings for you. And he's like, what? Because obviously he didn't understand because I'm yelling at him. Kind of like when Ron yells at one of the girls, he asks to the ball in Hogwarts. Anyway. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. Um, But I basically yell and say, again, I have feelings for you. And he says, this is really cheesy. Get ready for it. Um, He says, I've been waiting to hear that for a long time. And I remember just like my heart fell out of my butt. This is like so lovely. <laughs> it's just so nice. And then um, I, I remember realizing like, just a couple of days after I realized I had feelings for him that I knew I wanted to marry him. Like it was just that. The one feeling. Yeah. Okay. It, I did not even question it after that. And um, then he moved over. No, he didn't move over. He visited in May for the first time. Okay. And when we met in person, that was the first time we met. And how was that? It was normal. Right. It was like we hadn't seen each other in a while. Oh, it's okay. That's it was good. so comfortable. Okay. It was good. There was no awkwardness. And not that <laughs> things can be awkward between people, but I think we got very lucky in that sense. Okay. Because we had a friendship for almost two years yeah. before we had a relationship. So, yeah. And then we he moved over to California. And what was the time period then from oh, going home to... So, okay, so... We met in 2012. Yeah. May 2012. I visited Glasgow for the first time in uh, December 2012. Okay. He got an interview for university in February 2013. Moved over in August 2013 because he got in. Okay. And then two weeks later, he proposed to me. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so nice. And then in... uh, June 2014, we got married, and when we found out, well, he w- he was unhappy with his PhD program that he okay. was doing. So, on the day we uh, were leaving for our honeymoon, he says, or he gets a phone call, like we're waiting in the airport. He gets a phone call saying that he got into another PhD program okay. in Manchester. Right. So two months after we get married, we move over to the UK. We live in Manchester for three years, and then. We, in 2017, we moved to Glasgow. Wow, and this is where you are now. Mm-hmm. So what do you, like, so from going from California 
to Glasgow and obviously Manchester in between as well. What do you... Do you like, do you like Glasgow? Do you I like don't want to leave. I want to stay. Oh, I don't want to go so anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Scottish people as well. Okay. Just Scottish people are just so nice and friendly compared to, I don't know, lots of other places. Right, okay, okay. Um, I, I just, I don't know, I just feel a connection here. And I don't know if it's because my husband's Scottish, yeah. but I just, I look outside my windows. I'm like, I love the trees. Oh. I love how just... Oh, gosh, I don't know how to explain it. There's just something... You've got a real connection. It's green here, and it... Oh, the weather as well. I know people think that this is just weird, but I love how rainy it is and gloomy it is half the year. Oh, do you? I miss the sun, though, in the winter, yeah. but I love the rain, and I think it's because I grew up in a house without air conditioning. Oh, so... <laughs> right, so okay. So cold is nice. Yeah, cold is nice. Okay, mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and what are you doing whilst you're in Glasgow then? Because you are doing a... You're at uni, aren't you? I'm doing so many things. Okay. Well, I see, I see I'm doing so many things, but I've cut back so much. Okay. I have decided to try and get into university. So I've been doing the access program at the University of Glasgow, and I've got conditional offers. So let's see if I do well on my exams. You will. Um, well, we'll see, because I've never done uh, essay-based exams in right, my okay. life. Okay. And I'm, I've never been very good at it. So I'm doing that, and I've also just been trying to rebuild my YouTube channel. Yes. And focus on thinking, like, trying to get a lot done in Glasgow as well. Okay. Because I I think I just want to make roots here because... I always tend to just kind of do everything okay. at all times at once. And it's never, for me anyway, I don't think that I'm, I've never been the type of person who can focus on one thing. Okay. I want to focus on making connections in Glasgow and just working with a bunch of people here because it's nice. Yeah. And it makes me happy. Okay. And um, so hopefully I'll be able to do that alongside of building my YouTube channel and also getting a degree because I want to push and take what I know and just get to a much higher level than I am now. Amazing. And your degree? Film and television. Film and television. But I also, okay. see, I haven't chosen yet because I'm stuck between film and TV or film and TV and theater or <laughs> film okay. and TV and digital media. So right. I, I have conditional offers for all three of those courses. How are you going to decide? I don't know. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to meet with each and every single professor yeah. in these departments and or lecturers in these departments and just kind of suss out what I think would be the best fit. I okay. just want to do it all, like I said. I think you I think you could do it all. <laughs> what, what is film and TV then? Like what, so I so think what it is? focuses on production. Production, okay. And I love, I mean, I love editing. Because you do, I mean, you do all your own stuff, yeah. all your own editing. <laughs> I do everything. Jesus. Um, I know, I do all the pitching, I do all the editing, I do all my social media, I do a lot and I just wonder a lot of the time through the YouTube okay so this is kind of where the whole changes things come in okay back when you used to post back in 2009 social media wasn't that big yet okay and you could just post a video whenever you wanted and then that's it yes but now you have to do all of these different platforms and for me I was just stubborn thinking I should just post on YouTube and people will come watch. Yeah. But YouTube doesn't YouTube has done this thing where they're like, nah, actually, they're gonna need to subscribe, they're gonna need to get notifications, and we're only gonna release a certain amount or a video to a certain amount of your followers, and if those people engage, then we'll release more. Okay. And that's these are I'm pretty sure this is what's happening. 
Um, and it's just kind of, it's a lot to learn all the time. Yeah, oh, so constantly changing. I'm sure you know. Oh, God, huh? So it's just been kind of like, okay, what am I doing? So that's yeah. kind of why I, and that's kind of why I wanted to go to uni as well, because yeah. I have always wanted a degree. Yeah. And... Um, I've always wanted it to be in the arts because okay. I've never been a very sciencey person. I've always been more of a creative and yeah, it's just one, I, I, not something to fall back on. I really just want to elevate what I yeah, know already. Absolutely. So yeah, that's all that I think. It's so exciting. So, and you are like an absolute queen when it comes to social media. You've got an Thank amazing you. following in your channels. So if you were to give people say someone wants to become a YouTuber mm. or, you know, grow their Instagram to get a wee kind of Instagram influencer role, what's what's kind of your tips for social media, Gloria? Because you smash it. Well, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see that it's not polished and I look... Let me just look Which is Instagram. what I like about it, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's basically just me being myself. Like, there's pictures of me dressed in really pretty gowns and then there's also pictures of me up close unedited with all the pimples and mustacheness oh, there is mustache to see is not at all. <laughs> no i do have a mustache so that to be here and i've got like a wee beard at the moment as well i think it's just what everyone's so like hard to it, upkeep. that's the thing though like we shouldn't have to even though if we like to then that's great and if we don't want to then we shouldn't have to exactly um and I just, yeah, if you look through my stuff, it's basically just me having a good time and not worrying about what other people think. So I would say be genuine to who you are. If you want to have a polished Instagram, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. And it's a lot better for businesses to yeah. be polished because you're trying to sell product. Yeah. But it, as an influencer, I always like seeing people doing different things. I don't like yeah. to see the same dress. I don't like to see the same makeup. I don't like to see the same thing over and over again because to me i get bored fast yeah and if i get bored fast a lot of people will get bored very fast yeah um so just be yourself and i know that's really cliche but that's the truth but also a little bit a tiny bit of vulnerability is nice as well yeah so if you look at my captions they're not always i don't think i'm always trying to tell a story i think i'm always trying to be a little bit funny as well but people like connecting. Yes, they do. So have a little bit of vulnerability in there too. Those are my number one and two <laughs> tips. No, you, I think. I think they are they're ideal. I think you're no. so. I think you're so right as well because we're in social media, especially Instagram now. You see a lot of the same, mm-hmm. a lot of the same kind of context. Yeah. So when someone breaks that mold and they're mm-hmm. being real, or they're if they've got they're having a bad day, they're saying they're having a bad day rather than oh I'm living my hashtag best life all yeah. the time. It's not real. No one's living their hashtag best life every day, and it's just not... I mean, maybe there are people who are fortunate enough to, but not most of us. No. So I think when you're having a bad day, people do believe in the whole fake it till you make it thing. I just think, sure, but to what extent? And I just think if you're not having a good day, don't feel the need to post and say you're having a good day. Just... Either don't post or post. <laughs> post what you want. Po- yeah. you know, I think people should be more honest. But if people aren't comfortable, you know, saying that they're not having a good day, then they you yeah. know, say what they want. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. But I think a lot of people feel pressured too. Yeah. So I think people should just not 
I guess I can't just say don't feel pressured, yeah. but it's, that's easier said than done, but just know that you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have mm-hmm. to. Because there was a big thing recently about, it was an international day mm-hmm. and I think it was something in a school, it was like a survey or something and it, girls were feeling pressured to post oh. on it because everybody was posting on it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's similar to that. You know, if there's an international day that doesn't relate to you, don't yeah. feel that you need to post about it mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's quite key I think there's such yeah. a pressure on younger people now yeah I'm so glad that I didn't grow up <laughs> yeah. grow up at this time like I think I say that on every podcast like, well I think it's because we grew up before social media was a core part of everyone's lives yeah. so I think we can separate between yes. the two um, I mean it's hard when your whole job revolves around social media and yeah. it's your job is personal like, yeah um but I think that we're very fortunate and that we're a part of the t- generation who had to go outside and play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, and climb trees and go mm. fishing, and yeah, I used to love all that stuff. So when you said that you just took the decision when you were still in California to go full-time mm-hmm. YouTube, what kind of advice would you have to anyone who is growing a, a steady following mm-hmm. and then they're thinking about taking the jump to, to focus on it more full-time and doing collaborations and things like that. What kind of advice would you have oh, to someone like that? The first thing I would say is consistency is very important. Okay. If you wanted to take the plunge, make sure... Oh, gosh. See, the thing is, I find it really difficult to just say, just do it, quit your job. Yes. Don't quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really difficult, I yeah. think. If you have a good following and you're making more money with sponsorships and deals than you are in your normal job, then I would say maybe then take the plunge. But I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm making a little bit extra money. If I keep doing this, then I'll just keep making more and more and more. And that's not the case. Yeah. I've known people who started, who just gained maybe a couple of thousand followers and decided to quit their job. And it was a, not a good decision for them. Yeah. So I would say, make sure that you're making at least enough to sustain your yeah. living because YouTube is has changed so much. And if you're wanting to just be a YouTuber full time, make sure you know 100% that you can keep, you can stay consistent, yeah. that you have the right support and the right people around you to just be like, no, you can do this because that also is very helpful. Absolutely. Um, and don't quit your day job until you're very, very sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a the disclaimer <laughs> at the bottom of that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, because I think people just assume, because actually people have said to me, I, gosh, it's such an eye roll, but people say, I've heard someone say, oh, if you want to make a couple of extra dollars or cash or whatever, yeah. just do what Gloria does. Okay. You, like, what? What do you think I do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people think that, though, because they just don't get it. Okay. And I think people think that you can just post on the internet and you just roll in cash. Yeah. It's not the case. No. So, I, I research is a huge yep. thing. Do your research as well, because if it was me now, I don't think I could have just jumped in. No. And I've created something out of it, because... It's so saturated. So I'm yeah. not trying to scare people. No, no, not at all. This is like the truth behind mm. it. This is like steps to take mm-hmm. if you're, you know, your own route to do yeah. that. Because, and I guess having things like a rate card, mm-hmm. like yes. things like that, because some people don't know 
there's, all, there's this thing going around at the moment, big chat about knowing your value. Oh my gosh, like yes. Never work for free. I should have said that first. Yes. So I guess that kind of ties in to don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> but never work for free. Don't let people take advantage of you yep. because there's so many brands who do that. Okay. There's so many companies who do that and it's just not fair to the creator or people who give up their time yep. to work with them. Um, I mean, I've had a few nightmares, but I don't know if I should be calling people out. So I'll just say <laughs> that do your research into the brand. Yeah. Um, if someone reaches out to you and says, hey, we want to pay you 10 pounds, be like, uh, no, sorry, I'm worth more than that. Because yeah. you are worth, worth way more than 10 Absolutely. pounds. I mean, if you want that, take it. But I think there are brands who are willing to work with you who see your value. Because, for example, with me, I was recently approached by a big, big brand they wanted a post every week, right? And they only wanted to pay me a third of the cost that I am I have priced up, and I think I'm worth, right? Whereas this company, other other companies, asking me for a bunch of stuff, I gave them my number, and they're like, "That's fine," and they're a lot smaller. See, that's refreshing, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's like they they know what they're going to get back from yeah. you is worth that value. So whereas I think there's brands who think we're just going to get as much content out as possible, work yep. with people who will, you know you know, work for less or just really want to get their foot in the door. And I think even though it's hard to say no, you should because saying saying no is really hard. Oh, it's so hard, but it's equally (laughs) so liberating as well if you get the strength to do it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think. I mean, maybe it's a little bit more difficult to rate cash in. Yeah. But I think you're being genuine to your brand and genuine to what you stand for. And that's not letting people take advantage of you. Yes, I love that. I love that. And also when you're doing things like videos, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm only really just dipping my toe in (laughs) editing, like, videos, right? Mm -hmm. It takes for, like, obviously just as being a new person, it takes forever. You would be so much quicker and so much more skilled at it. But it takes a lot of time. You need to really... You're cutting bits out. You're trying to make it a set length of time. Mm. You're wanting to add maybe music, yeah. text, like the whole. It's a bloody minefield. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you need to like your people. It's like putting a value on your time as uh-huh. well as like you know what you're creating as well because mm. people forget about that sometimes. Like right, I'll post it, but it'll, but actually it's taken me two weeks to do. Yeah. So what would be your rate for two weeks? Exactly. So yeah. I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, people really need to take their time into account as well because yeah. a lot of the time I think, okay, I'll just do this price because I know this is what my price is worth yeah. for, you know, my posts. Yeah. But I don't think, okay, wait, I'm doing a video. It will take me this amount of time. I just kind of forget about that. Yeah. So, obviously, take into account your time. Yeah. Because that's very important. Because time is money, and that actually means something. Time is money, people. Yeah. And what about brands that you've worked with then? So is there any, like, standout, like, amazing brands that you think, do you know what, that was a great partnership? Mm -hmm. Was it in America? Was it here? Like, what? So there's this brand called DN Co. They work specifically with the U.S. Okay. So that's not really beneficial for here. No, but it's still Um, interesting to hear. There's brands like Ivy Verdure. They do, like, a chafe stick, which is really cool. Um, I've also worked with Simply Bee. Um... There's a bunch of other brands I can't think of the top of my head. I'm just looking at my... Oh! So, um, I've done a collaboration. I wasn't paid to do this, but I've done a collaboration with Rosy Red Corsetry. And I okay. think... I don't... I'm sure you've seen the picture. You showed me the picture. Uh-huh, amazing. The gorgeous gown. Amazing gown. Um, she believes in 
all sizes. Yeah. Catering to women of every size. And I think that's very important because if you can use models that represent your brand, you want to make sure you're representing as many women as you can. Of course you do. And while I didn't get paid to be in the shoot, I didn't really care because I knew that we were doing something amazing. Okay. And I just thought that, I just think more brands should be like Rosie. Yay. I know that's not what you asked. No, but no, not at all. You you totally aligned your value. Like the values were the same. And I think that's also important yeah. as well when you're trying to help. So you're big in body positivity. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Um, what would you like to know? <laughs> Just like you, because you, you, you were originally a very comedy, like your, your, yeah. your, 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 very comedy, but you, you have kind of gone more, like you are obviously still hilarious, but thank you. body positivity is something that comes up like a regular theme. Yeah. And I just think that that's brilliant. And yeah. not a lot of YouTubers that I've maybe watched in the past, they don't talk about it or they mm. don't, but you've got a refreshing stance on it. Well, I just think that people should be inclusive yes. and diverse and oh, and accept diversity. Like, you can't just make yourself a diverse person. <laughs> I don't know, can you? Anyway, um, yeah, I just think that more people should be more open to other types of people. Yep. And in the plus-size community, there are women who are just absolutely gorgeous. They have hourglass figures, but that's just one standard. Yep. There's many women who look like me that don't feel represented. I have a double chin. I have small boobs for being a big girl. I have a lumpy butt, and I'm just not as proportionate as someone who has an hourglass figure does. But that doesn't mean that I'm not beautiful. It doesn't mean that other girls aren't beautiful. It doesn't mean, you know, like, I just think a lot of people focus on one look, and I think that it has a lot to do with the media media and society. And I mean, like, I t- I've taken one sociology class and I'm like, and it's like this. <laughs> but <laughs> I just think that people n- need to understand that what you're seeing on a regular basis isn't all that's out there. Yeah. There are women who don't want to, you know, be thin. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be thin. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to change parts of your body if you want. Yeah. But there are also, like, on the other end, you just shouldn't expect people to... not, like... You have to keep in mind that people sometimes don't want to look the yeah. society standard because that's just not who they are. Exactly. Me, for example, I'm just telling you about my mustache and how I'm beardy sometimes. Laura said she's got Snap. a beard. So it's kind of like... Have a, I've got a little hair issue, actually. <laughs> I'll just put it out there. It's a constant battle. <laughs> and then, like, I haven't shaved my legs since... <laughs> since I went to Mallorca and that was in the end of September but I shaved yeah. because I was going to a pool I just didn't want to scare anyone so <laughs> I, I was I fine shaving. I know it sucks I hate it and I think people think that we have to do those things yeah I know do you know what I do wonder sometimes I do think to myself right see if I just let it all grow in right mm. if, like every area that it grows in I wonder how hairy I would end up because yeah. I'm a really hairy person mm-hmm. and I like to think maybe one day I'll just try it <laughs> do it do it in the winter though yeah, no. maybe it won't coach. be as scary maybe <laughs> well scary for you not for other people yes, screw other people's just, thoughts exactly I love that I'm just very much like that so I just think that I want to do what I'm happy with and yeah. I think that yeah I mean like I, I talk about not shaving all the time or not fitting society standard I think it's just yep. because you don't need to no I know but who's that like who's who's created that yeah men men <laughs> men the media society just oh it's just horrible but I I think there are lots of influencers like me who say you know what 
there's Let's be real. it's a big world. Yep. And there's so many different types of people and yep. it's so important. I keep hitting my name, my ring. Um it's so important for us to understand other people. Yeah. No matter how they look, where they come from, and it's just that's just how I feel about it anyway. Absolutely. No, I love that. I just think it's such a refreshing standpoint, as I said, and I just I'm backing it all the way. So what is the dream? What would be your dream? Because you've already achieved so much. I mean, let's face it. But what would be your absolute dream? Oh, my gosh. My dream would be for sirens to not go past my flat. <laughs> no, um, Probably quite hard. This is a busy road. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, gosh, I have too many dreams. That's a thing. Okay. I have too many dreams, and I'm very goal-oriented. So. Okay. My dream is to get my degree. Yep. My dream is to... Okay, this is like more far-fetched, but my dream is to do acting full-time and not have to do the rest of the other stuff that I love doing. Okay. But I also really want to work in production. Oh my so God, so really you could create I want to do your own all of show it. and act on it. That's what... Okay. Ah! So, that's really funny you say that because I was actually writing one couple of years ago. Right. I also really love writing, so... I like Women doing too many, many things. Talents. <laughs> uh, many interests. I don't yeah. know if I'm exactly talented <laughs> in all those fields. Um, but I just, you know, when you think about funding and things like that, you kind of have to bring your imagination down a bit yeah. because my head could be in the clouds and be like, this is perfect. This is amazing. But then you think, okay, and I have to fund this. Yeah. Oh God. I know. I hear you. <laughs> Which reminds me because I, <laughs> I have this other big thing that I want to do where it's kind of talking to women who are plus size and talk about what they enjoy. Okay. And it's very simple, but that needs to be funded as well. So I'm just kind of like, what do I do? So it's just basically kind of like what we're doing. Yep. And it just imagine like we're sitting right here, right? Okay. Imagine that we're in a cute cafe. Right. And we're having like our favorite foods and drinks and things. Yeah. And we're just talking about having a good time and what it's like being different to other people. Okay. It sounds simple, but imagine everyone else's stories. Yes. So. I love that. Mm. That's amazing. And I love things that are real. Like, see things that are real. So, I like, similarly to you, I mm. want to start a chat a chat show, like a panel mm. with women in Glasgow, like yourself. Mm. And just get women on chatting about everything. Like, what's going on in the city? What's going on with them? What's going on as a yeah. society? And I just think that that's, like so much better than any other kind of reality TV show because it's like, you know, you're actually talking about like things that are happening, getting people to call, like that's the dream. Yeah. So I would love for you to be a part of that. Club. That would be fun. That would be so I mean, good. it's great watching Love Island, but how real is that? <laughs> well, I know because you, you, some of the contestants come off and they say that things are scripted and it's... <gasps> See, I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that they film things multiple times yes. because you've got to get that angle, like George's kiss with Jack, but that's a whole other story. Um, have, do you know about that? No. How, you know how the... Do you know what I'm talking about though? George's kiss with Jack, yes. Yeah, so... If you they show it from two different angles, right? But the way she pulls his head in for each kiss is different. So she's done it twice, mm-hmm. or probably multiple times. Yeah, yeah. See, that's I'm like, don't call it reality TV mm-hmm. if it's if it's staged. Yeah. But um, and then there's all the things that's coming out about Love Island with the contestants. Mm-hmm. A couple of the contestants have passed away or taken their own oh, lives. Oh right. Mm-hmm. So there's a big outcry, isn't there, about you know how much are the producers really yeah giving these people either support when they come out and get yeah. all the fame or 
looking into people's yeah. well-being when they're at, which is quite relevant I yeah think. I think so because when you think about what these people are going through on the show like of course it's nice not nice but it's great for an audience member to yes. watch and just be like haha this yeah. is what's going on in their lives but you forget that they're people as well they're human beings so huh? what are the producers doing of these shows to protect them and helping with their mental health which is also very important but if we're doing something like if you this is why i haven't done okay the side story okay. this is why i haven't done any reality tv shows okay. that i've been approached to do so you've been approached by quite a few yes okay. which is like it's quite a wow thing as well yeah like credit to you for going with your gut but that's quite wow well yeah so it is great but when you hear why they want to showcase my husband and i in a way that isn't an ideal okay i want to do reality tv show my if i were to do one yes. it would have to be on my own terms of course and it would have to be done in a way where i could edit everything and i okay. could you know say what goes out there yeah and which is why i think when we're talking about doing real things yeah you know it's a complete contrast to having someone else take your work or take what you do and put it into their own work to make you look a certain way. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know, it does make sense. I mean, and I think a lot of it makes sense as well when you tie it in with people that write books. So, mm-hmm. um, I know a girl, do you know Jen, the girl that does, Jen Wilson who does our yoga in our oh, JVC yeah. business group? So she wrote a book, mm-hmm. um, Nine Rules, and took it to a publisher. They were going to publish it for her, but they said, we will take this book and we will change pretty much most of it, so it'll almost become no. unrecognisable. <laughs> so no. she was like, no. So she self-published. Okay, that's So good. I think she took the control back, and I think that must be like, and shows, like you could say something and then you'd be like, oh no, take that out though, but then mm. they'll literally capitalise on that one thing to make yeah. you look a certain way, and I think that's scary. Yeah, that's really just... It's wrong. Yeah. And as much as we enjoy watching it, yeah. we don't know what's gone on in the background. And I think that's yeah. very important to remember as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I think when you're doing your own thing, which is why I stick to what I do. Yes. I know exactly what's going out. Yes, which which is makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. So how often do you go back home then? How do you I s- haven't been in almost two years. Right, okay. Because Glasgow's and just got you, got you, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and just, you know, so many things keep coming up. And yep. I just haven't been, had a chance to go back. And I will hopefully go back sometime soon. I'm just not entirely sure when because nothing's set in the books. Because you kind of can't do that these days. And it's just, it's really annoying. Yeah. I just wish I could just bring everyone over here for like a summer. That would be nice. Have your family been over to visit? They haven't. Not yet? No, not yet. Okay. So that would be nice for them to eventually come. But they've done a lot over the last year, like moving and things. Okay. So it's been a huge change for them. Okay. So... A lot going on here, a lot going on for them, so it just hasn't been a right time. But yeah. one of my friends, one of my best friends, visited for a couple of weeks oh, in March, so that was very nice. Amazing, amazing. So you show them about the city? Yeah, we took him everywhere. We also took him to Dunkeld and Edinburgh Dungeon, and I surprised him with an escape room, which was amazing. He had no idea what was going on. Amazing. Was it a Harry Potter one? <laughs> no. Um, it was, well, it was at the escape room, or locked in Glasgow right, okay. on Hope Street, and it, they were just... It was amazing. Brilliant. I love it. Escape rooms are really good. Mm. We should do a Harry Potter one together. That would be so fun. Uh I think I'd do really well. I think I watched... I've read the books recently for the first time as an adult in the last couple of years. I read slowly and I only read at night, so that's why. But I um, I love it so much. Oh, me too. I love it, love it so much. Where is the Harry Potter one? 
There is one. There is one. I'll, I'll find out because there's definitely one in Edinburgh and I've mm. seen one in Glasgow. Oh. There's a Harry Potter shop somewhere as well. It's on Creswell. in Creswell Lane. Yeah, that's right. I've been there. Okay. I bring all my friends there that visit. So, <laughs> Harry Potter store. Amazing. Amazing. And obviously J.K. Rowling was inspired by the Cloisters mm-hmm. up at University Glasgow, of Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so nice to walk there and go, Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> With your wands, like, your cape, I know. Oh, wait, before we end, are you, what house are you in? Oh, I would say Gryffindor. Do you not know? Have you not done the Pottermore thing? No. Okay, after this... We're going to do Pottermore. You're going to have to do it. Okay, I just, I, I'm just like, my husband and I have a fight. He's He says I'm Slytherin. <laughs> I am not. I'm definitely Gryffindor. I think you seem more like a Gryffindor than a Slytherin yes, to me. thank you. He's Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff as well. Are you Hufflepuff? Yeah, my husband is a Gryffindor. Okay. Which is really funny to me, because I think a lot of Gryffindor tend to marry Hufflepuffs, which is weird. Oh, really? But all of his, his siblings, because he's a triplet, his okay. siblings are all Gryffindor and we're Everyone they're married to are Hufflepuffs. Shut up. Then you're married to a Hufflepuff. Okay, okay, so let's do that, yeah. right? Okay, well, Gloria, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I'm so pleased that you're a GGC member because we're going to hit Glasgow with our yes. cheering. And uh, yeah, no, I can't thank you enough. And we're looking forward to doing lots together this year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I love doing you. stuff like this. So it was really fun for me and I can't wait for the rest of the year. Brilliant. Thanks, Gloria. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye.